everyone and welcome to The Sound Seed. This is a branch of the Women's Fellowship in Manchester called The Seed. We aim to uproot lies and plant the truth through conversation. We have a sister fellowship in London. You can find out more information about this on www.lovelimitless.com. So let's begin. How were you shocked when I said to do it? Is <laughs> something that you wanted to do? No, because you know sometimes people say just because you don't have peace about something doesn't mean it's not the right thing. Mm. Who says that? I say that. Because you sometimes they say peace, like, like Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Sound Seed podcast. So happy that you decided to join and listen in. My name is Shelley, and I am joined by three lovely ladies. Ladies, why don't you introduce yourselves? Hi guys, my name is Ifa Onamusi. Hi, I'm Shawa. Hi guys, my name is Haika. Ooh, honestly, Haika, that was um, that was uh, <laughs> the most simplest introduction you've given for a while. So wow, 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 wow. Shelly, I didn't know you had this shade. Like it was a shade. It was just a point. It's not a shade. It's not even shade. Sometimes it's light because she's not lying. She's telling the truth. She's actually shining, she's shedding light. She's exposing no, me. I was actually waiting for her and I was actually kind of excited for it. So I was just like, I was waiting for more. <laughs> okay, guys, this is okay. Let us actually get into our topic and stop joking around. Okay, so honestly, today we're going to be looking at scandals. Scandals are something that, you know, the world is kind of just engulfed in everywhere you go and sadly but true um, these scandals have found their way into even the church Hmm. and so today what I want us to actually consider actually really think about and discuss is how to respond um, when artists or even pastors or ministers in the church have been embroiled in scandal like what do we do when that happens because I think we've been hearing like one or two scandals, you know, over the last few years. And, you know, they've shocked, you know, the world, whether that be the Christian world or the world in general, it's kind of like a shock to all of us. So what do you think should be done? Like, how do we respond as Christians, as people of God, um, when someone in our midst, you know, gets caught in like a large scandal, someone who we're meant to like look up to? Okay, I can feel a lot of thoughts being processed. <laughs> I think like scandals are coming to my head and I'm just thinking... Oh my gosh. It's the fact that you're just like scandals and in my head I'm just like, wow. That's a think, lot. Are you thinking of Olivia Pope? <laughs> I was. <laughs> I definitely was. Oh my days. I was. I was like, cover it up, cover it up. Yeah. <laughs> Let's find the culprit and cancel that. The mess. Oh, my oh wow, the that's actually what they did. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was a fixer. Mm-hmm. What type of fixing was that? Is covering up really fixing? Honestly. But and I then feel it like comes you see just... that in the church sometimes, you know? Like mm-hmm. people try and cover cover things up. But I guess we'll get to that. But your question was what are scandals? Or how do we deal with it? Yeah, how do we respond? How do we respond? Um first of all, it's sad. It's really, mm-hmm. really sad because I think it's sad even more because people don't know how to respond because their faith is in that person and not in God, right? Come on. So first of all, I would say respond by remembering who you actually serve. 
you don't serve the one that has let you down you serve the one that has has saved you when you yourself has let have let yourself down right mm-hmm. so i think picking up the mirror looking at myself and recognizing that i myself needed a savior and in this time they need a savior too Mm-hmm. Um, I recognize that's not always easy to do, especially if you you yourself have been a victim mm-hmm. um, in that situation as well. Yeah. Um, so another way to respond is to, again, go to the Father, run to the throne of grace, um, share what you're feeling with others, so community as well, people that, that are strongly rooted in Christ and sharing mm-hmm. your feelings and your thoughts about the situation, whether you're a victim or not. Um, sharing your thoughts and feelings about the situation as well, having open dialogue, open conversation, mm-hmm. and really expressing what you're thinking and what you're feeling, so that mm-hmm. that can be worked through. Um, mm-hmm. so that's what I'd say. Yeah, um, I think also to add, um, I think grief is also an appropriate response. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we see um, a, a leader fall away or is insane, we're like, oh, another one, like Rick Ross, mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, whatever. It's actually like, no, that's. That that's a huge thing <laughs> for someone to not live as 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 the, the way God is calling them to, and also for others to to view this person. Um, no way, that's not what I wanted to say. But yeah, I'll say that first thing. Like, I think it's it's worth grieving and worth seeing. Oh my gosh, I'm sad. It's okay to do that, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have to bypass it. Like, oh, they're yeah. just human. It's okay. It's actually like we we can actually grieve this. Yeah. But I also think grace is another way that we can respond. Yes. Um. And that doesn't mean that we don't we don't call people up on things. It doesn't mean that we cover up sin, but it means that we extend Christ's finished work and say, this is what's happened to you, but this is not the finality of, of your life or your identity. We can extend grace that if this person was looking at pornography or looking to girls, what they were ultimately doing was finding another savior than God, right? And we can extend grace to them and saying, yo, I know you think this is what is going to save you right now, but this is who it really is, right? And we can extend grace in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think grief and grace is, is one is, is two ways that we can respond. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think these kind of scandals make me look at myself and think, yeah. is there any way that you are finding satisfaction or finding a saviour in someone else? Is there any way that you're not fully believing that Jesus' finished work is enough? Is there any way that you're, you're what are you hiding, Shagaz? Like it really causes me to look within, um, but then also to look to God because what we need in response to scandal isn't more bad things that the church is, but more examples of how good the church is. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. people yeah. are so quick to go on YouTube and say, have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? you know have documentaries of hillsong scandals but yet we don't want to uplift and lift the name of jesus in our lives so that people can look to us as as how it should be done right and that's a huge pressure but it's not one that we do alone especially Mm -hmm. if we have the spirit of god with us Mm -hmm. yeah and even to add on to that as well um I think a good way to respond is is also in in humility Mm. um there's this phrase saying that that I mean, it was this guy that was being martyred. Was there, there, but there, but the grace of God goes I. So like, this would be me if not for the grace of God. So like, mm-hmm. actually saying that you are man. <laughs> so the wickedness and the wickedness of things that people have done, you are capable of doing that because you are man. You're human, um, and actually come 
and see it as, I guess, in the mindset of just being humble, that I can do these things. I'm not above them. I'm not this more spiritual than them, but I can actually do this, but for the grace of God. So yeah. actually, I'm not seeing it as like, oh, that means we can't say we can't say things are wrong, or that means we can't like um, empathize with people. We can't call out things that are wrong. Um, but it's oh, I can actually do this as well because I'm human. So recognizing your, your your humanness in it, and recognizing the humanness in the person that's done certain things, and know that I'm actually capable of doing this. But for the grace of God, and I think that helps us to actually have more compassion on the other person because you know <laughs> that I could that could be me. Would I want would You're I want good. me out? Yeah. <laughs> I want everyone to say that I'm never ever ever going to be a Christian would I want to be abandoned yeah like of, of people's public sins um because that, that is what it is at the end of the day um yeah so there but the there but the grace of God goes out so to respond in in humility mm-hmm. um which is not always what we gravitate towards yeah honestly I, I honestly agree with everything because yeah it's very hard um and we actually because you know they're in these positions you know that you know sometimes we look up to we kind of forget that these people aren't actually Jesus <laughs> they're humans like us you know they're humans who fall short just like us and in that same way they're humans who Jesus also died for mm. you know they're imperfect but that doesn't mean that doesn't make them any less of um the less deserving of like God's um, grace and favor. But in that same sense, it's kind, I I really want us to really think because on a personal note, like, you know, us as like individuals, you know, we can see a scandal and see the individuals or, you know, the body um, that was involved in the scandal. And then we can individually say, okay, you know, I'm going to extend grace. You know, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to remember. And also obviously take a look at myself Mm -hmm. and see how to um, reply to this. But as a wider church, so, you know, for as a church responding to a scandal or the body of Christ in general, how, how do we respond in the sense that how do we find that balance between accountability and grace and forgiveness because even in the bible there there are higher there are actually higher standards for people who who serve as deacons and pastors and ministers so yes you know we are all imperfect and we all fall short but when you take up that position the bible actually calls you to a higher standard so when they do fall yes we can forgive in grace but at the same time what is like appropriate action you know can you know can we say that okay you can you can be sanctioned for a week and go back to the same position should you step down like where you know where is the line um for okay accountability because you need to be held accountable but we're not going to shun you because that's not who we are as people of christ like where do we think like the line should be drawn or set (laughs) Hmm. it's a good question it's a good question and I'm even trying to think like I'm sure elders and leaders in churches are constantly thinking about this um because as much as you try and show disapproval of an act some people Uh perceive it as a disapproval of themselves Uh and that's not what you want to do right you want to show publicly a disapproval of something but also have means of restoration um but I think it's up to that person to be willing to carry that journey of restoration and be willing to actually get the help that they need um so I think there's there's definitely room to denounce publicly like this is not okay because they said some things publicly as well and we also need to say the things that are wrong publicly do you know what I mean like someone says something to me um you hurt me in public but you want to apologize in private 
you know mm-hmm. and it's it's worth saying that publicly that this is as a church culture we do not agree with this mm-hmm. um but also giving room for that person to be restored um not necessarily back to position of in in in, in church but back to to wholeness and discipleship and from that place then okay do you want to go back into this position do you want to go back to, in this position but i think the fear is <laughs> which is so silly the fear is if this if we say no to this person who's going to fill the position and it's like but uncle are they the ones that are building the church you know mm-hmm. are they not just a tool that god is using if it means something it's something around us has to suffer for a while in terms of um not being met that's okay it's fine we we want more to make disciples than we want to be performers you know like that's the ultimate important thing so it's okay as it's actually okay to say this is wrong and this person's going to step down it just means that part of the body might have to carry more things i know Mm -hmm. and that's that's why our sin has consequences it has public consequences Mm -hmm. because people are going to have to carry stuff but anyway we want people to be whole more than we want them to be quote-unquote useful you know so i think there is a place in saying this is wrong publicly you need to step down because right now your lifestyle is not matching your confession. Mm-hmm. You need to step down and then restore back to wholeness and discipleship, not necessarily back to their position as pastor. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you will bypass things that um, that you wouldn't necessarily because there's a time constraint. So you're like, mm-hmm. oh, we just need to be quick. We need we need to get them counseling really really quickly so that they can become a pastor again. Like the goal is not to become a pastor again. The goal is mm-hmm. not to be in the position of service again. The goal is to be whole in Christ again and to believe mm-hmm. in the finished work of Jesus Christ and from that place begin to move. But I think that's something that um, pastors and leaders will have to work through. Um, yeah, man, it's not easy. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i was gonna say um discipleship until that person is not 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 repentant right Mm. and when you see that this person is not repentant of their sin and their ways um there's there's not really much you can do because they don't want they don't want Mm. to accept the truth at this point right they don't Mm. want to change they don't want to be transformed um, so I think that's that is the a, a good response. I also think publicly a good response is to make that clear that this person is being discipled through yes. this mm-hmm. situation, not just oh this is bad and we are totally against it to to protect yeah, the organization, yeah. but yeah. you're not protecting the church. You're mm-hmm. protecting the organization because you mm-hmm. want to keep the name pure right Mm -hmm. but are you protecting the church by by instilling these these beliefs and and the the knowledge that you still walk with people in grace Mm -hmm. are you are you putting that message out there as well so that so that the people that are receiving it when we're when we're reading these things or hearing these things we know that oh this person is being looked after and that we can grieve the situation yes Mm -hmm. but we also must extend grace yeah right because it's something that we need to learn too and the only way we can learn that is if the church is pushing that but if you're constantly only not even just the church any christian organization is pushing that but if all you're doing is protecting your organization by saying oh where we've dropped this person and we have nothing to do with them again what Mm -hmm. that's teaching us as the church is that when your brother and sister fails 
you drop them mm-hmm. or you don't want that right that's not mm-hmm. that's not truth because we all fail every day um and I would hate if my friends said oh you were the way you spoke to that person was quite rude so I'm no, not going to be your friend anymore I would hate for for people to do that and I guess it's because we measure sin just then because this thing is so great and so so big they must be dropped and nobody should again but that should never be the case so yeah i think disciple them until they are um and if if they get to a place of unrepentance then there's not really much else you can do but also that people are aware that this person is being looked after and this person is but they're still very much being considered part of the body um, but they're just being restored to It reminds me of that verse where it says if a tree if a branch is broken, um, like it, it it's joint back. Oh, I probably should have found it before I started speaking. Um, but it's joint back to be restored. So it's not just cast away like ah fire, <laughs> you know. But I think that as you said, there has to be a willingness in that person yeah. to be restored. Um and, and there has to be some repentance there. It's not like what it's all right, what I did is fine, like and they mm. begin to justify it. They have to be a recognition of sin. And I think the more that you you're unrepentant, the further away you are from God. Yes. Um, because you can't see the sin in yourself, right? Mm. And that also can be an issue of discipleship. And you know, you can work through that. If you're not repentant about something, are you willing to see why you should be? You know, like what's going on in? Open the word together, read. Mm-hmm. Father Lord, convict me by your Holy Spirit. Cause cause the fear of God to be upon me, so that I may grieve the sin the way the way it's grieving other people. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, I absolutely love those answers because it's what because I think it's just so important that people are not feeling as if the church is shunning them because the church mm-hmm. is you know a family. You know we are one body in Christ, and it's like even when Jesus um, was saying that you know. A hospital isn't meant for people who are healthy, you know, it's for the sick. And so for us to like kick out or throw out someone, if a hospital were to like throw out someone who's sick, you know, what does that say? Like what yeah. is really the purpose of this hospital is not to heal and to help restore back to full health. So I think, yeah, I love what you guys said about, you know, an emphasis being placed on restoration to, you know, the body and to Christ. That's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even with what everyone else has been saying, so I, I think when, I guess, scandals happen, this might sound very controversial, um, we very often focus on the victim, which is like the, that's obviously the, the first focus, but it's kind of, okay, we've got the victims covered and then, okay, whatever happens with the, the perpetrator, we just kind of put them to the side, but we don't really have mm-hmm. the fear of restoration. And I don't think that's, that's how God intended things to be, right? Because... Mm-hmm matter what we do he's still trying to trying to draw us closer together but it's because i think about when things happen of course my mind automatically goes to the victims like okay they've gone through something very very horrible and then this person must be punished for their crimes and then it just kind of ends there and then when it's like oh are we trying to get them back to the church or get them restored or get them it's like oh we don't really want them around we want to kind of just get them to the side and just kind mm-hmm. of like hide them. olivia pulpit like 
That's the away. <laughs> Cover it up. <laughs> it under the, put it under the rug. <laughs> and that's what makes oh, it. Guess, Sorry. That's what that's what stands out about Christianity to others because that's what the world would do, right? Just mm. rightly focus on the victim and then and, and then punish, put to jail the the perpetrator, but also letting them see the consequences for their action, but also having a space open for reconciliation because you're not told to forgive, you're not told to actually like forgive someone and and actually um want to have a relationship restored we're not really taught that and it's not really encouraged um and that this is yeah it's yeah it's it's, it's just very like wow this is this is what the church should be like um Uh there's a compassion that we can have for those that do wrong right like compassion is not just for those that have been wronged but also for those that do wrong because we recognize that they ultimately have sinned against god Mm -hmm. recognize that this is this is this is um a deficiency in you this shows that there's something in you that's that's broken and that that Mm -hmm. needs healing and that needs jesus Mm -hmm. and we thought you had but you don't and that makes Mm -hmm. me sad right that you're lacking something that God has given us. You know, you're lacking a freedom that's in Christ. And that makes me sad. So there's a compassion to be had for those that hurt people, not Mm. just for those that are hurting. Mm. That's good. Mm -hmm. And I think one important thing is to also, you know, prioritize teaching that compassion because it's one thing if, you know, um, accountability is in place and they're being discipled, you know, um, and they're, wor- you know, and they're working through actually, you know, um, repenting and like, you know, just being restored fully. But then you can be doing that and then you go to church and everyone is still shunning you, you know, because they have that culture of, you know, shun the perpetrator or shun the guilty so i think yeah it's very important to kind of like ensure that within the actual church that we're not we're not going by you know the standard of the world which is to basically shun and say oops you're you know you you, you you've you've struck out and that's your only chance you know we've seen with with god that we have unlimited chances <laughs> because we mess up yeah. every day every day and every day you know, god so- continues to show us yeah. mercy <laughs> yeah I think of that chosen episode with Mary um, mm. back to the world and was doing the most. Um, and then when she came back and like Jesus' hands were hands, his arms were open, and to really just bring them back, to bring bring welcome welcome her back to to himself. And of course, like she felt the consequences for what she had done, felt separated from him, but that didn't change her position, like in a mm-hmm. stance with him because she was repentant. Wow, different mindset. That's good, honestly. And I think you know that's <laughs> that's really the because that's really the most intense thing that when you have done these actions, like the actual real consequences, separation. You know, you're you're distant from him. You're further away from him. Um, but like Faith said, you know, if they have that repentant um heart that actually recognizes that, oh my goodness, I'm far away from God and I need to be drawn back. Um, you know, there's still hope, and you know that's what we should be happy for, which is oh, what we can hope for with everyone who you know does something which you know causes a scandal or causes hurt within a church that's what we can hope for that they're repentant and that um systems are put in place um for you know change to actually occur occur and for restoration to actually happen 
Um, yeah, we're still human. And uh, yeah, the world actually needs to remember the church and those in the church, you know, were <laughs> the church is actually made up of human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so though it's sad when we see it, um, we should we should know how to react to it um, and we should know how to respond to it in a way which is, you know, obedient to the word um, in all its ways. So accountability, yes, but also mercy and grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Any yeah, any final words, ladies, before we go? I love that. I've just been struck with compassion, right? As in, like, compassion mm-hmm. and restoration is needed in both ways. Um, yeah, the way, yeah, compassion, compassion. When something, think about it both ways. Think about how can how can this person still be restored? How can both the victims and the, and the perpetrator be restored? Um, towards good because that's that's the main goal of everything yeah amen 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 <laughs> well that was that was i think that was honestly a, a great discussion and i honestly feel so happy that we had it um because it needs to be addressed because i think sometimes we try to olivia pope and just <laughs> we try to just sweep it under the rug and just not speak about it but i think it was really great that we spoke about it and we really see what can be done. But I really hope that all our listeners, you know, I hope you guys enjoyed. And if you did, obviously share this with a friend, you know, a sister, a brother. Um, and definitely let us know what you think, you know, let us know um, on social, you know, leave us a message um, and even tell us what else you would like to hear from us in the future. But for now, you know, that is all. And we shall see you guys some other time. Bye. 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 So this has been The Sound Seed. Thank you so much for listening. And remember to keep pursuing truth through conversation and community. See you on the next episode.